Hello, everyone, and welcome to week seven. We are going to talk some football here on Unsportsmanlike Commentary. As always, this is DC, and I am with the one, the only, Tyler. Good afternoon, or sorry, good evening, Tyler. Hello, and uh, bonjour, apparently, to all of our fans out in in, in France. Yeah. Our, 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 our percentage is actually uptick to four now. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's like actually a high four because it's 95% American viewership, 4% French viewership. So that means there's like that little bit of a gray zone there where this is kind of between four and a half ish. So bonjour, bonjour. Yeah. Indeed. That's about all I, I can say in French. I, I yeah, we're not turning this into some fucking French lesson. Lesson. We're here to talk to fucking football. <laughs> That's good. That's good. So, uh, any any takeaways before we get into uh, the slate of Week Seven games? Any takeaway from the Thursday night matchup? No, not really. I mean, I I cannot believe it was a one point game. I can. I actually really wanted to take Philly on the under in this one. It, but they were playing the Giants. They were, and they were, and man, they almost lost. What's crazy about this game is that Philly was clearly, clearly the better team. That said, they were so bad at executing and closing the deal. I think that at one point in the game, they were two for six in the red zone. They finished three for eight in the red zone. Yeah, like that's horrible. <laughs> You don't win games when you go three for eight in the red zone. You, you just don't, unless you're playing a team like New York. Right. Uh, the highlight of that game had to be Chase Daniels tackling himself. <laughs> that, that whole game was just – Carson Wentz needs to, like, learn how to give up on a play. You know, what's crazy is, is how much it seems like his game has digressed since – uh, he came into the league and I don't know if that's the right way to, to phrase it or not. I don't know if there's injuries. I don't know what it is, but it seems like there's some kind of mental block there. And when he makes mistakes nowadays, they're, they're bad. That first interception he threw the Bradbury. Oh my God. What was that? I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I wouldn't say he's Carson Wentz has regressed. I think you're more or less seeing, a, a guy running for his fucking life every mm-hmm. snap. And he's just like, I have like the team's got to be on my shoulders if we have a chance to win. And he had a couple of questionable throws where he was just scrambling out of the pocket. Like, dude, you need to learn to throw that ball the fuck away. Cause Brad Bradbury on that interception looked like the primary receiver. Right. And mm-hmm. I'll say this too, because you make a point there about him scrambling a lot. I also feel like he's resorting to scrambling without making his check down reads. He, he's making one read at a time, it seems like, because there were n- numerous times that game where I saw him look at the primary receiver who was covered and then tuck the ball when there was another guy. If he had just c- continued the progression, he's not making multiple reads, it seems like. I could be wrong on this, but from the outside looking in, it does not seem like he's making all the reads. And I get it. You don't always have time to make multiple reads. But you should be able to make at least two, if not three, quick reads uh, when you get the ball and you have three or four seconds. Well, I mean, 
you are right. He bails after the first read, but that is because he only has enough time to make one read before people are in his face because that O-line is garbage. It's disseminate. It's, it is all backups. I think Lane Johnson got a cut. He played a little bit last night. Kelsey, yeah. his center yeah. is the only one in that starting rotation that is a part of that starting O-line. Did you see Kelsey um, rip a guy's helmet off yesterday? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That was a bad one. Oh, I haven't like, seen a face mask like that in a long time. Well, you talk, you, you, when, you're, when you're talking about, especially the last two opponents they faced before the Giants, you know, you had they, – they, they played the Steelers and then they played mm-hmm. the Ravens. And those are two – the Steelers especially, they're going to get to you as a quarterback and right. you know, the Ravens aren't top tier, but uh, I mean, it, like when you have a battle line, you send five people, someone's going to get there. Yeah. I think he was maybe just a little more shell shocked, you know, after the last two opponents he's faced and then he's facing a giants front four, which isn't terrible, but correct. I, I'd say they were, if you're looking at that front four, I mean, at least as of last night, they were kind of on par with, with, with Baltimore as a, when it comes to like creating pressure and now Baltimore's traded for fucking Ngakwe, which I don't understand why. I mean, I understand why Minnesota traded him, get your draft capital. You're one in five, like this season's going nowhere for you, but why the fuck did you trade for him in the first place and then sign him to a huge contract? Right. Buyer's remorse right there. I don't know. And, uh, so that game, I know that we had both taken the Eagles to cover. They did not cover. We'll talk about that in the report card when that comes out later on, which will be at the start of next week. So let's go ahead and move on to the week seven slate of games we've got coming up on Sunday and the one game on Monday night. Before we do, we want to give a quick shout out. Uh, follow us on Twitter, all right, at Unsport Comment. Follow us on Twitter. We're trying to get some traction there. We also are available on multitude of platforms. Follow us, like us, subscribe. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcast, Breaker, Rocket or no Pocket Cast. I always want to say Rocket Cast. So I don't know why. Pocket Cast. Um, there's a couple others out there too. Anchor. So follow us, like us, subscribe. Let us know what you think. All right, give us some feedback. Let help us make this show better. Uh, Lions Falcons. We're gonna start on that game. Atlanta is. Favored by two and a half points. I had a really hard time picking a winner in this one. I didn't. Really? Who do who you got? Uh, I got the Falcons covering. I do too. But why? Uh, okay. I had a hard time. Why was it easy for you? Uh, mostly because in, in I picked the Jaguars to upset the Lions last week um, as my upset pick. Uh, and it was, uh, it had a lot to do with their poorest running defense. Um, last week they were dead last after the absolute fucking goose egg that James Robinson left on the ground game. Uh, last week they're now, they, they now only give up the fourth most rushing yards per game. Um, mm-hmm. Todd Gurley is a much more capable back than James, James Robinson. Todd Gurley's also coming off of a pretty, pretty subpar game a week ago. Correct. Um, Brian Hill's there too. Brian Hill isn't bad. Brian Hill's not a bad backup too. That's right. a, when when they spell Todd Gurley with Brian Hill. Brian Hill's made some done some work. Um, and when you look, so I mean, the run game sets up the pass game, 
And now Matt Ryan for the second straight week this season has all his plethora of weapons right. healthy on offense when, and, and I mean, I pulled this as a, as a fantasy take, uh, but when Matt Ryan has Julio Jones completely healthy, he averages 28 fantasy points at home. He's much better at home when he has number 11 to throw to. Not only that, Calvin Ridley, uh, he was questionable with an elbow issue through this week. He practiced fully today. He is an absolute go. Um, you know, and then you, you Hayden Hurst, Todd Gurley, Russell Gage. I, I've Matthew Stafford turns the ball over. I mean, I'm so Matt Ryan does too, but Matt Ryan really wasn't turning the ball over until it turned into like garbage time when he's just hucking the ball down the field. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I don't each, both teams have problems on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. I, These I, are I got teams that have very similar strengths and weaknesses, right? Uh, strong offensively, porous defensively, the Falcons, uh, struggle as much defending the pass as the lions do defending the run. Yeah. And then, and they're not particularly good at defending the other side, the other aspect either, either team. Uh, so it does come down to, you, you look at their offensive weapons and I, I do have to agree with you that I do think that Falcons have the edge there, especially when it comes to receiving weapons, the lions, you got TJ Hawkinson, who, who's a, who's a nice tight end target probably on some kind of comparable level to Hayden Hurst. I think I give the edge to Hurst in that matchup though. And yeah. then, yeah. And then uh, receiver wise, uh, Kenny Gallaudet is a, a great target, especially in the end zone. Sure. But he, he doesn't, he doesn't have the, he's going to bring the firepower that Julio and Calvin mm-hmm. Ridley and Russell Gage are going to bring. And he really only has, you know, for support there, he's got Marvin Jones, who a Danny Almondola, you know what I mean? So, they don't have a, they don't have a solidified number two, right? Like, I mean, it's either it's either going to be Marvin Jones or Danny Amendola that gets the work as the two every right. week, and who fucking knows? Calvin Ridley and Julio are almost a lock to be top fifteen fucking finishes every week, right? So I do think the Falcons have more firepower on offense. Common sense says this should be a really high scoring game, but for some reason, I feel like because of that, it's going to be like, you know, like 17 to 14, <laughs> you know, like just the way luck would have it, Man, but, no. but no, but common sense, it should be a high scoring game. It should be, you know, a 34 to 31 type of affair. Um, who knows? The team might even hit 40 in this one. I, I think it is going to be close though. I don't think it's I, one team is going to blow out the other. If one team does get ahead, the other team is going to make a charge. I think you're going to see something like that happen this game. And I do think the Falcons have a little bit too much firepower. They're at home. So I agree with you. I'm taking the Falcons to cover in this one. I don't, uh, I, I agree. I also don't see this being a blowout for every point you just made. Um, I could see the Falcons winning by a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And this will be my last point uh, on this particular game. Uh Everyone loved the DeAndre Swift coming out party last week. Uh, and he's averaging 6.9 yards per touch this season, which is first amongst, amongst all rookie running backs. Atlanta, as bad as they are against the pass, are not terrible against the run. 
They they averaged giving up 97.2 yards per game rushing. And this is a game that I, this is a game. I don't see it's not going to get necessarily out of hand because both teams are bad defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a, this is not going to be a game where I, I see, especially in the second half, a whole lot of running game type of establishment. You know, I, I don't I, I don't buy into the Atlanta being particularly good at stopping the run as much as they've just been so bad defensively that teams haven't uh, on as far as stopping the passing game. The teams haven't really had to stop the run um, or haven't haven't sorry, haven't had to run against them. And if they are running, it's usually just to milk time. Um, but the Falcons, you got to look at it, too. They've had how many games this this year? where they've gotten the big leads that they've blown, right? So the other team isn't trying to run the ball against them in those games. I mean, it's only six games. That's enough to, to skew with your averages a bit. And you look at teams that are really trying to pass against them, they come back into the game um, because as passing works against them. You know, if you're passing the ball against the Falcons, you're going to find success. You're right. But so, my, my point being is that, especially from a fantasy perspective as, as to what – DeAndre Swift was able to do last week when the lions were the team that got up big and milked the clock. Right. That's not going to be this type of game. I've got Swift as a fucking bust this week. Um, because I, 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 I I think his rankings a little bit too high for the type of game. This is going to become, I didn't Where's he at right now? Uh, uh, I don't have that. I don't have my fantasy sheet pulled up. Well, we'll get to that on the next podcast. Yeah. But uh, I will say one thing about this game. Um, when I when I was looking at the matchup, and I, I think the Lions really do have a chance of making this close because one thing that gets underrated is how tough the Lions' schedule has been compared to the Falcons' schedule at this point in the season. Last week was really the only easy game the Lions have had against an inferior opponent. It was the only game they played against a team with a losing record so far this year. The Falcons, on the other hand, have had a, a, a bit of an easier, a easier schedule than that. So the Lions' team is still hard to gauge exactly how good they are. And it, you do kind of wonder, all right, are there stats that don't favor them? Is it because they've just played some really tough teams? And it, their sk- strength of schedule is well above the league average as far as difficulty goes. So if I, I can see, I, I really thought about this one. I really struggle with it. I can see the Lions winning. I think it's going to be a really fun game to watch either way. This is going to be one of the games I'm, I'm going to be into. There's a lot of games this this week that I think are going to be excellent matchups. Um, but we both have the, the Falcons covering. Yes. All right, let's move on. <clears throat> Browns, Eagles. Cleveland has a three-point edge here in the line. The, the, the Eagles just played last night. Buddy. Oh, did I, say, did I say Eagles? I meant to say yeah, Bengals. You did. Yeah, Browns Bengals. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fucking idiot. How dare you fucking say that it's me who's making you dumber? Go fuck yourself. I think you are. You and I talked for about 15 minutes before we fucking started recording. Eat a fucking bag of dicks. Okay. So the Browns, three point favorites. Yeah, yeah. You think I have you're going to cover? I have the Browns covering. I do too. Um, <clears throat> I have the Browns covering. Uh, I do think the line is fair, though. I think it's a very fair line. Well, I mean, they only beat them by five in week two. So, yeah, I'd say that's a very fair line. And the yeah. Bengals are at home. Um, oh, uh, 
I'm not. I, I'm out. I'm so completely out on o, o, Odell Beckham Jr. Not just in fantasy, but as a Cleveland Brown. You start. You start looking at some of these, some of these numbers, right? He's averaging career lows mm-hmm. in targets per game, six point seven a game. Catches per game, three point eight. So he's only catching half yeah. the shit that's getting thrown to him. Correct. Receiving yards for per game, fifty three point two, which I honestly feel is an inflated stat from the game against Dallas. Correct. Here's the here's the glaring one for me: his yards after the catch per reception, one point nine six. And again, that also got inflated by the the Dallas game. Without the Dallas game, his statistics would be a biz mole. And and percentage of routes targeted, 23.5%. His yards after the catch per reception ranks 86th out of 92 qualified receivers. Yeah. I'm done. OBJ yeah. needs to get the fuck out of Cleveland because this 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 fucking franchise is so dysfunctional, even with a coach that looks like he kind of has figured it out. Mm-hmm. Even though he he likes to abandon the fucking run game early, it, it, he'll go heavy run game one week and then abandon it early the next and get completely creamed. He's gone more heavy than than abandoned. Uh, he that that I think that was more more a product of the of the game flow and script. But I, I get what you're saying, and I do think that just in general, the Browns receivers are just ass and i know that me and you when we were talking about this before the fantasy football draft in our money league we both looked at brown's receivers and we were like no we're staying the Mm -hmm. fuck away from there because one there is a substantial amount of mouths to feed in in that receiving core and two there's only going to be about 150 to 200 yards going around through the air in a baker mayfield game win or lose yep if you're running the game, if you're, if the Browns are playing well and they're, and they're running the ball, Baker Mayfield's going to have 150 yards passing. Yeah. If they're playing from behind and they have to pass the ball, he's still only going to get to about 200 yards. 200, he, 250, but he's going right. to have two or three picks with it. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. He's not going. He's not going to be a guy who can come come from behind and throw a 300 yard game consistently when he has 40 plus pass attempts. And not that he should consistently. Ever, not, consistently not, he's never done it right he's saying, that he saying ever doing it consistently have. implies that he he's done it before no fu- he hasn't dude, had a 300 yard game he's got he's got to have had a 300 yard game I, I i'm saying but a 300 yard game where they win sure i'm not saying they're winning i'm not saying that i'm talking i'm just talking about from a pure fantasy standpoint. no i'm now, that you, being keep, said, you keep talking i'm pulling up yeah. the stats Th- that being said against the browns Sorry, against the Bengals, the the Browns should be able to get their run game going, at least a lot better than they did last week. Uh, absolutely. So, for that reason, the fact that they can't look, uh, if you're a Kareem Hunt fantasy owner, you probably are feeling pretty disappointed at the fact that he has not taken advantage of Nick Chubb being out. This is the week where everything is becomes all right. So this is the week where Kareem Hunt is going to get two touchdowns. He's going to break the century mark on the ground. He's probably going to have another 50 yard. He's going to look, I have Kareem Hunt as one of my top fantasy running backs this week. Me too. He is going to have a monster week. I feel like I just don't see 
the Bengals being able to contain him. I think that Baker Mayfield will be able to get some play action success because the running game will be off and running. Again, it's going to be about 150 total yards from him. Um, so he, he's cool. just not very good. This is what he, it is. Here's his, Going back to your stat about Baker Mayfield, I just went over every stat line through six weeks. He is yet to eclipse 300 yards. Right. This year, yes. This year, yes. Um, Kareem Hunt. Team, though, where uh, no, nobody, nobody gives a shit about Baker Mayfield. Okay. Fuck Baker Mayfield. Is that cocky little piece of shit that has absolutely nothing to back it up? Oh, well, four and two is a lot better than 0 and six. Yeah, sure. Except you got your shit pushed in twice. You beat up four bad teams and get your shit pushed in by two good teams. How about you shut the fuck up and be humble, bitch? They, they did. Okay, they did beat one good team. Who? The Colts. And I'm not saying the Colts are a great team, but the, the Colts they're are. Not. They, they, they're not. They're, they're, they, they're a good defensive they're a good, team. Yeah, Offensively, team. they are not a good team. They're, look, they're, they're a flawed team, but they're still a good team. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to qualify the Colts out of 32 NFL teams they're in the the top half of that, so they're I like put them as an overall plus. They're team. the fifteen to seventeen range. Sure, fine. Um, but back to Kareem Hunt because I, I made sure I labeled this fucking stat because I am a Kareem Hunt owner. I am super fucking frustrated over the last two weeks after Nick Chubb went out because once Nick Chubb went down, it's just like he's the guy. He, he bro, I was like, I I, I I got a top ten running back sitting in my flex. Right. Oh, I'm living the fucking dream right now. With looking at the week two matchup they had against the Bengals this year, he rushed for 10 attempts, got 86 yards and a touchdown, uh-huh. had two targets for 15 yards and a touchdown. It was his highest scoring fantasy yeah. week so far. And that was with Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb yeah. went for like, like, over 200 yards and two scores in that same game. That was game. the game where they combined for like somewhere in the ballpark of almost 50 fantasy points in standard form. Yep. I think yep. over 50 in, in uh, PPR. This is the this is the week that Kareem Hunt owners do not – don't get cute. Leave him in the fucking lineup. He's going to put up double digits easily. Yeah. Uh, on the Bengals side – I do think the Bengals are going to put up a fight. One thing we've seen from the Bengals this year, they're not the best team, but they are a a tough team. They're a competitive team. They do fight. They do not roll over and give up. There's only been, I think, one, maybe two games this year where they were clearly decimated. I think one was against the Ravens. Yep. But typically they do play teams close, and I think that is going to be the storyline again. They're at home. I do like them to keep this game close. I think it's going to be about roughly a one touchdown game. I, I see the the Browns pulling this one out somewhere in the ballpark of 27, 20, 30 to 23 in that range. I agree. Despite, but I do think they're going to more or less control the game. I just don't think they're going to blow this one out. The Bengals are going to be hovering. They're going to be there. Joe Burrow is going to make some plays. Look, this guy's looking really nice as a rookie. I really like the game. I really like what he has to offer. I love his competitiveness. Once he gets a good O-line, this guy can do a lot. Once he gets a really good O-line. 
even without a good O-line, he's starting to show that he has some potential in this league. And that and you saw that last week when we played against a good defensive unit and got out to a 21-0 lead. Now, yeah. that team ended up, you know, obviously hunkering down. The Colts hunkered down, were able to get some stops. But he he was able to punch them in the mouth a little bit. Yeah. Um, so Joe Burrow, looking great. I think the the Bengals have a nice future ahead of them, especially with T. Higgins, underrated, very underrated uh, receiver out there. Fantasy lookouts. And Tyler Boyd's still a young receiver. Yeah. Fantasy yeah. lookouts for the Bengals side of the ball. One, if you haven't already noticed, Joe Mixon is out for the week. So Giovanni Bernard. Go grab Bernard yep. if he's available. And Bernard uh, can make plays in the passing game, and they're going to be passing this game. Yep. And Tyler Boyd is going up once again, just like Kareem Hunt had his biggest game against the, the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Tyler Boyd had his biggest game against the Browns. Okay. Yep. Cause the Browns give up the second most fantasy points to the slot position. If you have him and you're not in a, <laughs> I, I, I'm, this is me bragging a little bit. If you have Tyler Boyd and you have, unless you have better options at wide receiver, you got to start him. Obviously, I'm not starting him over Calvin Ridley and Devontae Adams. That would just be foolish. It's out of left field, really? Really? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I feel good. I'm you good. know why I love talking about the Browns? It's because you can shit on OBJ all you want, and he's just going to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. He's going to fucking <laughs> – he's going to lap that shit up, bro. All right. We both got the Browns covering. Yeah. We do think it'll be a close game. Let's move on to the next game, which very well could be the matchup of the week. Oh, okay. Yep. Steelers and the Titans. Oh, I'm excited. Two undefeateds. I'm excited for this game. Now, we were actually discussing this one before our podcast, and the line had, had moved quite a bit. You had looked at it yesterday, and it was in, in favor, favor of the Steelers by at least two points. Two and a half. Two and a half, yeah. Now it's one and a half points in favor of Tennessee. So Tennessee is the favorite. Oh, this one was tough. I I went back and forth on this one. I hope you and I disagree on this one. I have the Steelers taking this one. Cover. Fuck, man. Yeah, I got the Steelers too. I, I, and, it, and it wasn't like I, I pictured both scenarios and I wanted – a part of me really wanted the Titans to win this one. I think if there's a team that I root for that's not my team, the Titans are one of them. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, the Titans are. Yeah, the Titans are. Yeah. Right and I also pull for the Steelers almost as hard, though. And but I, I like I do have a genuine soft spot for the Titans in my heart. And I was like, oh, this would be so cool if they win. It'd be so cool. But there's a part of me and deep down inside, I was like, I don't think they're going to. And I think that's what was the deciding factor for me in this one, because statistically you can, you can comb through statistics and you can make arguments for either team. Yep. I'm just, I'm going with my gut here and I, I'm going with the Steelers. When you're talking about combing through statistics, statistics, you got the Titans RB one, Derek Henry league leading rusher, 588 yards. Yeah. Going up against the Steelers who allow the second fewest rushing yards Per game at right. 66. They've been gashed once. They got gashed by Miles Sanders, but that's because they they're going blitz. after Carson once. They yeah. blitz a lot. We've talked about that. One. Um the Titans, since the start of 2019, have been the second highest play action running offense, which makes sense when you have a guy like Derrick Henry. Sure. 
47% of its passing yards in that span have come off play action. So almost half of their passing yards have come off play, play action. The Steelers blitz 60% of the time against play action. I have a, a it's going to be close. I agree with you. This mm-hmm. is one of the games that could be the game of the week. Yeah. Um, Some but good matchups this week. You, you look at there's, there's, there's two names, one for each side that one is definitely is out for the season, but one is questionable and may not play for Tennessee. You look at AJ Brown is questionable. He's a game time decision. Mm-hmm. Reports were coming out after, uh, after the game against Houston that he rushed himself back. He was not supposed to be back for that game. Um, and he's got the questionable game time decision tag on him. Once again, Devin Bush, the linebacker that the Steelers drafted a year, year ago. Yeah. Great, yeah. great player. Yeah. 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 Tore his ACL. He is out for the year. Yeah. So it definitely hurts that defense, but that defense is so stout from front to back. Um, I, if the Steelers can at least limit Henry, I won't say stop because you can't stop that fucking gigantic motherfucker. If they can at least limit him and take away some of that play action game, I the Steelers are going to win this one pretty easy. There's only one way to stop Derrick Henry, and it's not by playing defense. It's by playing offense. You have to make the the Titans pass the ball. Yeah. Which you I have seen in the in the past season and a half when Derrick Henry's had his King Henry run. I have seen him a couple of times get left out of the on the play calling because they've been behind. Yep. That is the Steelers' best bet to stop it. Uh-huh. It really is. You because need to take him out of the fucking right. game plan. When you hand the ball off to him 20 times, you might stop him for three yards of carry 18 of those times. Right. He's going to gas you at least a couple of times. Right. And it's going yeah. to be like the, the kind of demoralizing. It's not like the, oh, I scampered around the edge and I was able to break free for a 30-yard little gain here. No, I just stiff-armed four of your best defensive players and humiliated them. And now my whole team is amped up and your whole team has been put on tilt. Yep. That yep. is the kind of runner that Derrick Henry is. It's like in basketball. A layup is worth two points, as is a dunk. But if you just dunk the ball over someone and you embarrass them and you get your whole team riled up, it's that it's that kind of momentum shift. That's Nobody the kind of runs that Derrick Henry has. He has the momentum shifting runs. Nobody gives a shit about basketball. Okay, let's just get off this shit. Point being, Derrick Henry is a beast. But, but the Steelers have a great defense and they have a good offense, right? Yeah, they do. The, the, their spe- offense has been doing good. They're very well balanced on both sides of the ball. The Titans don't have that balance. They're very balanced offensively, but don't have that balance on the defensive side yeah. either. And so for that reason, I have to give the edge to the Steelers in this one. You do. You do. Um, and especially if A.J. Brown has to sit. You look at uh, you look at the Steelers' own offense. Like like you said, they're balanced on both sides of the ball. The yeah. the Titans are not great on defense. No, they by any not. stretch of the mean. Yeah, like like you've got AJ Brown is like it, 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 him and like Johnu are the standout names in the passing game. Yeah. Outside of that, it's what Adam Humphreys and <laughs> and who else? 
because Corey Corey uh, no. Davis Corey Davis will uh, show up once once every three games or four well, games or something. Corey Davis is on the IR. That's right, he is. So I I don't know who the fuck's gonna be catching the ball for the Titans. Um, well, well, they got like that. Who's that? Fesker, Fersker, Fersker, the backup tight end who balled out balled when Johnny wasn't playing. Sure, but still balled out. I mean, look, any tight end is going to look good in a in a Titans offense with Ryan with excuse me with Ryan Tannehill doing what he can do on especially on play action. Uh, the tight end game is always going to look good um, in the Titans offense. But when you have Johnny Smith, the athletic freak that he is, he is so damn athletic. He's going to cause problems. Unfortunately, the Steelers are have some have some defensive freaks on that side of the ball too. The Steelers are so talented defensively, and their offense they have some such great offensive talents between Claypool and Juju, James Connor, James Benny Snell. Benny Snell. Yeah. De- uh, DeAndre. Ebron. Yeah. Eric, e- like James Washington, Deontay Johnson, that they are so talented offensively. Honestly, I, I think that they're at a point where the, their weakest link on offense, and I know this might sound crazy, is Ben Roethlisberger. And it's not that Ben is bad. No. It's no. not that he's bad. It's just that if they had a, a newer, younger franchise quarterback that was more effective at distributing the ball to them, I think they could benefit, but, but Ben's still good enough, still good enough to get the job done on offense. And they still have a very effective offense with him running it. Um, Now this, this game comes down to, I have more faith in the Steelers offense than I do the Titans defense, because we know that that. we we know the Titans offense is potent, much like the Steelers defense. That's what, that is what this game is is going to come down to. How many times can the Titans defense stop the Steelers? Mm Mm-hmm. And I would hedge my bets and say not as many times as the Steelers are going to stop the Titans. Right. I, I think, yeah, I agree with that. I think that you're spot on in that assessment. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so far we've talked about four games this week, including the Thursday night matchup. We have agreed on everything so far. Uh, well, Let's I mean, this next there's, game... there's obviously going to be two games that we at least disagree on. And I'm going to – yeah, I think there's a couple that you and I – we may not disagree on completely, but we might disagree on – this. actually, this next game might be one that we disagree on. So we got two games left in, in this first segment that we're going to uh-huh. talk about. The next yeah. one is the Panthers and Saints. Yeah. All right. Panthers are underdogs in this one. Saints are favored by seven. Yeah. Okay. What do you got? I got the Saints winning. Do you have them covering? But they do not cover. Ah, all right. No. We're, we're agreed. We're, we're still no. we're still in the same. I actually changed this today because I did my I I made most of my lists last night when I got done with my work. Yeah. Here's what made me change. Because I had the Saints covering 24 hours ago. Okay. Michael Thomas ruled out. Yep. Okay, they they they've been able to survive a little bit without him. Sure, sure. Ooh, who's their next best receiving option? Uh, Emmanuel Sanders or Traquan Smith? Maybe? Emmanuel yeah. Sanders is on the COVID nineteen list now. Yeah, and then one of their uh, one of their reserve receivers who actually 
wasn't terrible for the Giants the past two seasons, Benny Fowler. Oh, oh, out with a shoulder injury. That Saints receiving core is in absolute fucking shambles right now. The, now it is going to turn to the the Panthers legitimately have to focus in on one person in this offense. One. And that's Alvin Kamara. Yeah. You stop him. They, they, you've got you're giving yourselves a shot to win. Sure. Because good news, tr- bad news though for the Panthers. They've been very good against the pass, yeah. which the, the Saints are depleted at at yep. the receiver position. Bad, bad news they've the been run, though. very bad against the run. See, but that's the thing though, like Camara. Yeah, he's Kamara has four straight games of a hundred plus scrimmage yards. That's the longest active streak in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. Most of those are coming through the pass game. Sure. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking if you limit Alvin with everybody that the saints are missing, you limit Kamara to a hundred scrimmage yards and like a touchdown. Yeah. You, you've got a pretty good shot to win. I think Octavius Murray is going to have a decent game though. Decent. I think, he's, I think he's going to be a sleeper pick. He's going to creep into. He's going to be having one of those games where he puts up RB two numbers, even with Kamara doing Kamara numbers. We'll see, man. I, I, I. But Carol, look, Carolina has has been a much better team than anticipated. Yeah. Right. They weren't expected to be very good when McCaffrey was healthy, and then right. he went down, and everyone's like, "Oh right. my god, it's over." Right. Right. They've still been decent. They've been a competitive, tough out. Just about every week. Everyone reacted when 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 McCaffrey went out the mm-hmm. same way that when when Saquon went out. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's the only guy you got on offense. So I guess just the, the season's fucking over. Like, no. Right. Mike Davis has stepped into his role and replicated the same numbers. Right. And you, you've got you've got a clear cut number one in in Robbie Anderson. DJ Moore is a solid number two for Teddy Bridgewater. Um, uh, Teddy Bridgewater himself is is showing yeah. to be a very nice young quarterback, and he's stepping back into the fucking building that he just got let go from. Yeah, yeah. Like they Look, chose, they ch- he went Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater went five and zero with the Saints last year mm-hmm. when Drew Brees got went out with the hand injury, and who did they choose to go with? They re-signed Taysom Hill mm-hmm. and brought in Jameis Winston and let him go. Really, Breeze Breeze is showing you this year that this is probably going to be his last year in the NFL. He is he is a dink and dunk specialist. He cannot get the ball down the field Correct. anymore. Correct. No, yeah, absolutely. He is, and I mean, okay. Granted, he does not have Michael Thomas, his favorite receiver. Not that Michael Thomas is going to stretch the field. No, but Michael Thomas is going to collapse the defense, which allows other receivers to stretch the field. That being said. Drew Brees is definitely, definitely showing his age. He is not playing. Tom Brady is doing a much better job at playing above the age of 40 than Drew Brees is. Yeah, no, you're you're 100% right. Like, in fairness, Brady has a much better defense, and he has a bigger plethora of weapons. So although, I mean, although, did you see who they're signing? <laughs> did you see? Did you see them bring back Antonio Brown? <laughs> what? You haven't seen the Bucks, or they brought back Antonio Brown? I'm sorry. When the fuck did that happen? 
I saw it today. I don't know when it happened. I know that I saw it today. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, my God. No, they didn't. Oh, fuck me. I hope AB goes in and dismantles that locker room. I hope he fucks everything up. Everything. Because, because the leading team to sign him the last couple of days when 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 reports came out, it was the Seahawks. And I fucking hate the Seahawks. I'm a Niners fan. Fuck all you fucking sea chicken bitches. I, when I saw that, I was like, bro, they have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Why the fuck would you want to fuck with it? No, bring him in. Bring him in. Go, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, he's humbled. He's ready for a second chance. Bitch, he got his second chance. And his third. Look, I, let, let's move on. Let, we're, that's not that we'll get to that later. We're on the Sorry. Panthers against right now. Sorry. And I'm be honest with you. I okay, I never had the Saints covering this one. I know you said you had them covering and then you yeah, moved to, to them under. I did. I was I was debating making this my upset pick of the week. Nah. I really was. But at the end of the day, it the Saints I think are still just too talented. Yeah. And and look, Panther fans, I feel like I, I've I've kind of done you guys dirty a little bit this season because I haven't really favored you guys in most of the matchups that we've been in. The only one the Panthers I feel have bad a good about. team. The Panthers are not a bad team. And I, I do think they will cover the line. I do not. I just can't. I just can't put them winning. If they do win, I wouldn't be surprised. The would only, not, especially without banged up the Saints are in some positions. But I have to still take the Saints in this one. Yeah, the only game I feel bad about not favoring y'all in was the Falcons game. And yeah. Okay. On to the next. And if our lists are linking up correctly as to what the next game is supposed to be. This is going to be a really quick conversation, motherfucker. And you're, Oh yeah. You're smiling. Cause you know, you know, motherfucker. Yeah. 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 We're going to make up for that Antonio Brown talk with this fucking monstrosity of a game. Okay. Go ahead. So the, the line yesterday, I saw this line yesterday, it was at 13 points in favor of the Bills. It's now 10 points. So people are having a hard time believing the Bills will cover. I'm not. I'm a, like, yeah, I'm a Bills fan. I, I'll admit it. I'm a homer through and through. <laughs> the Bills are covering. We're playing the Jets. And look, I get it. When we played the Jets early in the season, we, we, we got out ahead big. We, we took our foot off the pedal. The Jets came back, made the game a little closer than it should have been. Whatever. The Jets are in disarray. The Jets are straight up. I am convinced. I am thoroughly convinced. The only reason Adam Gase is the head coach is because the Jets have made it a number one priority to get the top draft pick next year. They're, they're not playing for football games. They're playing for a draft pick, and Adam Gase is a path there. That is the only reason they're keeping this man employed when he is the worst, absolute single worst head coach in football. The Jets are a hot mess. Every game they play, they get worse. This isn't about the Bills. Uh, yeah, no, it's not. Game, and, and, it's not, and I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to stop you right there, buddy. I'm going to stop you right there because it's not about the Bills. You're right. Mm-hmm. It's right. This could they could be playing Appalachian State, and it wouldn't be about them either. Nope, it's about the goddamn Jets. And here are the two count them two one two notes I took about this game. The Jets 
minus 110 point def- differential is the second worst in franchise history through six games. So it's actually shocking. They've been worse than this. I think it was, I think it was like 1974. They've been worse than this through six games. I thought you were going to say in NFL history, but it's no, in Jets history. In that franchise, was the yeah. part of that statistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. When, wow. When, when, when Jets fans are shopping for their jerseys on Amazon, the people also view people who like this also viewed a, a, a rope and a stool. Wow. Okay. Was, Here. Here's the second note, and this is where we should be leaving this fucking conversation on this game. The Jets are fucking terrible taking the over all day. Don't give a fuck. The line was 12 and a half when I did my shit yesterday. I'm taking the over. It could go to 21. I don't fucking care. Fuck the The Jets. The line has moved three points since it opened. That's the crazy. In the Jets' favor. That is crazy to me. Like people are, I think, overreacting maybe a little bit to the Bills' struggles the past couple of weeks, but they have not seen the Jets the past six weeks. The only the only reason I could think that it would move three points is because Darnold is expected to start, and they're getting um, what's that fucking kid's name? Sims, the the wide receiver they drafted. Like Thinking, we're way too close to Halloween for anyone to trust Darnold. That man's going to be seeing ghosts again. All right, let's let's move on from this one. Fuck. Let's move on from this one. What a horrible joke. Ah, you are not funny. It works. All right. Look. He's going to be saying ghosts. That that wraps up the games we're going to talk about the first segment. Coming up next will be the second segment of games. So far, so far through every game that we've covered. Bro, that light hasn't been agreed. blinking. That, there hasn't been a blinking light up top this whole time. We haven't been recording. We're recording. We're good. I'm just, I'm just fucking with you. Yeah, no, we're good. Yeah, I was seeing yeah. ghosts. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the second slate of games, followed by our upset picks of the week. Stay tuned. More on sportsmanlike commentary coming up. Speaking of things that are terrible, Tyler, it is time for part two of our segment, and we got we got an ugly one here, the Cowboys and the Washington football team. <laughs> well, well, I, I mean, the lines. Some of the lines have changed because you did your research today. Uh, what, what's it at? Uh, it is at Dallas by one point. Okay, so it hasn't changed. Yeah, no, and that's the crazy thing. People look at this line and they go, "Yeah, that's a shitty game. I don't want to bet on." <laughs> um, I have the Cowboys in this one reluctantly. Right, hmm. it's it's the only option, really. I don't feel good about the pick, though. You're looking at what the Cowboys have been bad on defense for years now. Right, it's the offense that that's made that team a playoff contender. Correct. The most the, the the biggest solidifying piece of why they have been able to get into shootouts and make playoff runs with a bad defense is because they've had a stout O line to set up the run game and be able to create enough space for Dak or Tony Romo going back mm-hmm. to be able to 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 get through his progressions in the passing game. 
the Cowboys in this going into this week will more than likely, because the the, the jury's still on Martin. Martin is a game time decision. Uh, if he's a go, he's the only starter on that O line. Right. If he's not, they're gonna have a their whole O line is gonna be backups. When you look at the Washington football team, there's not a whole lot to like about this team right now outside of their front four. They have a good front four. Sure. Sure. They are going and we and, and, and they have Terry McLaurin and they have Antonio Gibson. And Logan Thomas, like there's something. There's McLaurin. Right. I'm I'm not going to give you Gibson or Logan Thomas yet. They're they're those two are essentially making the best of a bad situation. Sure. So, uh, but McLaurin has at least has tenure in that horrible organization. Right. If 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 they go into this, if, if Dallas goes into this game and they have an entire O-line full of backups. We saw how bad they were against Arizona. Yes. Going up against Washington, where their biggest strength is their front four. Dallas is going to more than likely focus more of their attention to a Montez Sweat and Chase Young, their edge rushers. The interior is going to eat all day on one-on-one matchups against fucking undrafted fucking people, uh, uh, undrafted dudes and shit like that. One of their fucking guards is an undrafted rookie. Uh, it, it's a what? If it was a th- four or five point line, I'd probably take Washington. I, I, I agree that. Yeah. I don't think I have I, that much. It's, I think this is going to feel a lot like the Eagles and giants game, you know, at the end of the day, as bad as the Cowboys have been this year and they have Andy Dalton starting Andy Dalton's still probably the best quarterback in this game. Oh, without a doubt. Right. Cause you look, you look on the opposite end. Yeah. Kyle <laughs> Allen, Kyle <laughs> Allen starting again for Washington yeah. and in his last 11 games has thrown at least one interception, nine out of his, the last 11 games has thrown at least right. one. Right. Now the Dallas defense will do their best to make him look good. But still, it it's Kyle Allen, and yeah, I look the the Cowboys skill players for me are just too much to bet against in this one. Even with their O line banged up, even with their defense terrible, could I see the Washington football team winning this? Sure, they yeah. beat the Eagles week one. Like, yeah, came back from down 17-0. Could they beat the Cowboys? Yeah, it could happen. Look, here's the thing about the the NFC um, East. They are so bad that right now, win or lose, win or lose, the Washington football team has a shot at making the playoffs. Dude, everyone is in the playoff hunt. Every that, single team. Everyone. And, and, the, and the Giants are what, <laughs> one and six now? Right. They will still like, be in the – they'll be within two games if they lose this game, they will still be within two games of making the playoffs. The Eagles at two, are two, four, and one, and they are in first place. Mm-hmm. Like right. this is not. The, the, oh my! One of the Cowboys can this, move to first place at three and four. This is the most disgusting 
apart when you talk when you're when you're talking about the NFC East. One of those four terrible teams will host a playoff game this year. Here's what I guess. Here's the for me the worst part about all of that is because every team in that in that uh, division is in a key market. They get talked about way more than they ever should. <coughs> as a Dude. whole, it's Dude. disgusting. I can't listen to the first hour of every episode of Undisputed because it's mm-hmm. all going to be about the Cowboys, right? And, and I love Shannon Sharp as a commentator, and I, I I like Skip Bayless more than most. I I just wish he would get off the Cowboy dick a little bit more. The, uh, your your show should not be directed solely at the fucking Cowboys. The point, I mean, if they're not talking about the Cowboys, they're going to be talking about the Eagles. If they're not talking about the Eagles, they're going to be talking about the Giants. Like, they're going to be talking about one of the teams from the NFC East, and that's just terrible. But and we've Sharp's, spent enough time talking about them. Okay, we got the right. Cowboys winning, right? Yeah, yeah. sure, whatever. Let's, let's move on. This game ain't worth talking about. Bucks and Raiders. This game is worth talking about. Yes, it I is. I think it's an intriguing matchup. Now, um, the I'm going to point out one statistic here before I tell you where I'm going with this one. Okay. And that is that the Raiders are coming off a bye week, right? Oh, timeout, 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 timeout. Really quick before you go on. Is this why you didn't respond to my text message regarding this game earlier? I don't think I saw your text message earlier. Okay, no, 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 I was driving. I was driving. Continue. I was driving. Um, Bucks and Raiders. The the Raiders are coming off of a bye week, right? Yeah. John Gruden, since he, I guess, rejoined the Raiders, right? Um, coming off of bye weeks has yet to cover against the spread. Okay. Essentially, every time he has had a bye week, he has disappointed against expectations. Okay, I thought you were going to The Bucks are expected to win this one. Going off that history and his inability, really, with his team to to – make advantage of their bye weeks. I got to continue the bucks. Look, both teams are playing well as of late. Derek Carr has had some very, very nice stretches. Tampa Bay. You just saw them just wallop the green Bay Packers. I'm sticking with the bucks in this one. Although I don't think, I think it's going to be a very entertaining and good game. This is one of the many games this week that I look forward to watching. I am taking the Bucks, and I am taking them to cover. And I can tell by the pain on your face that you agree with me. I agree with you, and I'm about to hit you with three fucking facts as to why. Like that, yeah, that 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 Gruden stat with the Raiders coming off a of bye is 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 fine. But I'm about to hit you with I'm about to hit you with some shit that's going to make you feel really good about your pick. For starters. Much like the Cowboys, the Raiders' entire O line is out. The entire the entire O line is on the COVID nineteen list after the right tackle Trent Brown tested positive this week. Okay, all right. Well, that's one. That's one. I I, I didn't even get into that. Yes, the the (laughs) that's one. That's one. Shut up. That's one. Shut up. Shut up. I said I had three. That was one. Two. The Buccaneers have the second most sacks in the league with 22. If the fucking Raiders have an O-line stacked with nothing but backups, which they will, 
go ahead and pity Derek Carr because he's going to get his ass whooped. And this will be the the, the last the, the last little statistic about uh, this Buccaneers defense that I'll give you before I'll turn. Uh, it, it'll be your turn again. The Buccaneers allow a league low 282 yards per game. Have the best the, – the, the, oh, my God. The ah. best – fuck you. That was my first <laughs> fucking blurb. <laughs> Okay, you thought the fucking all right, all right. Uh, the Browns go ahead, were, go ahead, go ahead. You me, thought the Browns were playing the Eagles. I want to hear number three. Okay. They allow the league low 282 yards per game, mm-hmm. have the best pass rush percentage in the NFL at 55%, and blitz the second highest rate in the N- in the NFL at 41 and give up the fewest rush yards per game. Correct. This is going to be it, this is going to be a much bigger line than four and a half. This could easily be a double digit win, 10 to 14 points for the bucks. These dudes are, the Raiders are about to get fucking murdered. Here's the crazy part. I'm going to hit you something crazy here. Um, Oh, oh, we're going to take it down. We're going to lower the voices a little bit. Get a little little NPR on that ass. Okay. All right. Let me hear it. Bay. Was a four and a half point favorite yesterday, which is yeah. correct. Yeah, I did see it yesterday too. And then I saw that their line was out. And you know what's happened since then? Let me guess. It moved in favor of the Raiders. Correct. By a That's... full point. Tampa Bay is now a three and a half point favorite. So as of right now, when we were making our final prediction, Tampa Bay is a three and a half point favorite. Y'all motherfuckers in Vegas are absolutely retarded. Look, it's not the people in Vegas. It's the people betting. Like, you can't blame the Vegas. They put out the line. It's it's the fans and the gambling people that are going out and making that line move. I don't they give have a sh- looked at that line, and, and that is, like, that has happened. I looked at that after it was announced that the Raiders O-line was going to be bye-bye. I don't care whose fault it is. If you somehow think that the Oakland Raiders losing their entire offensive line somehow betters them, you are a fucking retard. Look, I will say, I do think, I do think this will be a very fun game to watch. I I am not convinced that it's going to be a blowout. I don't. I am. I I am. I'm absolutely convinced. I do feel good about taking. Tampa Bay to cover this game. I, I I feel very good. This is going to be a blowout. Unless the Bucks are the number Brown comes in and wrecks shit. But that I don't believe. Look, he's, he's going to have elig- at least one or two week grace period. He's not eligible to play until he has five consecutive non-positive COVID right. tests. So he's not. He's eligible to play. I think next week against New Orleans. Yes, that'll be his um, first time. No, this is. I'm no, sorry, more on the on the locker room side, but sure, yeah, he he's no. not going to play yet, and it, it is interesting though. Let's talk about this for a second because we were talking about the game. We already agree almost what happened in the game. Let's talk about their decision to bring in Antonio Brown. Okay. Okay. Now, I, I believe from what I've read that the Bucks are operating from a sense of we're we're kind of banged up, and the receiver core, which is true, Godwin has missed time. Mike Evans is hurting a little bit. 
Um, Miller is a bit banged up as well. So yeah, all, all their primary targets for the wide receiver position are a bit banged up. Tom Brady had rapport with Antonio Brown and was able to, when, whenever like the few games that Antonio Brown ever played for the Patriots was able to have some level of connection with him. That being said, that is a huge risk to take for a Played. guy that has not been anything but a headline head case for the past two years. He played one game for the Patriots. Um, he had a, I think a four uh, catches, 55 yards and a touchdown. There it is. I guess the dolphins, not a spectacular stat line, but okay. And for those but, of you wondering, the Dolphins were bad during that game. They were a yeah. bad team at that time. I believe uh, Josh Rosen got some playing time in right. that game. Um, now, here's the thing. And I actually, when we took our break, I actually saw uh, uh, Matthew Berry's take on Antonio Brown signing with the Bucks. 24 games that Bruce Arians has been the head coach of the Bucks. Only three times through that has he ever had two wide receivers land in the top 20 fantasy perspective wise. That means if you've got a healthy Evans, Godwin and Antonio Brown, they're all each going to have big games, but it's going to be completely unpredictable. One week, Mike Evans could go off. Antonio Brown has a stinker and Godwin does okay. And then Evans throws out the stinker. And Brown has the okay game, but Godwin is the star. This, him signing, the, oh, there, if there's only one person on that entire Bucks 53-man roster that this addition helps. Yeah. Tom Brady. That's it. Yep. That's it. I I do not see this being a good addition for them, but whatever. It is, we'll it see, is what we'll it see. is. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. It's and it might be one of the things where he has one or two weeks where he does fill a role because someone is too banged up to make a big impact. But in the long term, if you're playing fantasy and you're like, oh, Antonio Brown, let me pick him up. Mm-mm. No, no, that's not going to win you the. That's not going to win your win your league. No. Let's move on. So we agree, Bucks are going to cover three and a half point line. Yeah. Next game, Chiefs Broncos. Chiefs favored by eight as of right now. Fuck. Yeah. What you got? So you was at nine and a half yesterday when I did my shit. I mean, I get it. These things move yeah. by, by the hour. Um, yes. I'm not going to waver from what I picked. I have the Chiefs winning, but not covering. And ladies and gentlemen, our first disagreement of the mm-hmm. night yeah i have the chiefs covering i do not have the chiefs covering i think the broncos are riding high okay off 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 of their win in foxborough i get it it's in an it's an inferior opponent when you're talking yeah, about no. the chiefs sure but now the broncos are at home the chiefs are traveling the chiefs have allowed 144 yards rushing four times this season and over 180 twice if they can control the clock the best defense against Patrick Mahomes is keep the ball out of his hands. If you can run the ball and you can kill that damn clock, you have a shot. Here is where I think the Chiefs could trip over their own dick on offense. Mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell 
is active. He's making his debut for the Chiefs. They get their shiny new toy. I'm out on Le'Veon Bell. I'm sorry. The dude hasn't been shit. I don't care that he played for the Jets. He hasn't been, he hasn't done anything fantasy or just NFL stat line production that's even close to respectable. I think the Chiefs are going to, <laughs> the Chiefs are going to try to work him, work Le'Veon Bell in too much. I think they're going to, they, they are going to overplay their fucking hand with Bell and it's not going to work in their favor in this game. I have them winning. Eight? No, I'll take them at seven. Thank you. So I disagree. I disagree with, uh, with actually multiple points there. One being the line. I think the Chiefs will cover. I also do not think they're going to overplay their hand with Le'Veon Bell. I honestly don't don't see him getting more than about six to eight touches this game. And oh, you're high go- as shit. Uh, sure, okay, whatever. But this going to be in the passing game where he gets most of his love. And I think they're still going to – I think they're still going to feature Edwards Alaire as their primary back. I don't think there's any reason to go away from that, especially after the game he had last week against a very solid – uh, Bill's defense, but what could furthermore? What couldn't he do, and what hasn't he been able to do? You brought this point up a couple score. of weeks he can't ago. Score. He can't score. Right. But guess what? Guess what? The the Chiefs don't need to score on the run to score <laughs> because they can score in the pass. There's a guy named Travis Kelsey who, if he's in the red zone, can score can score touchdowns. You know, they have Patrick Mahomes. What a great they, they, take. They can, run, they can run jet sweeps. They have scored more touchdowns on jet sweeps than they have with Edwards Hilaire. You know, I mean, they can still score in the red zone. That is not an issue for them. They don't have an issue scoring, especially compared to the Broncos, who kicked not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six field goals last week because they could not get into the end zone. A single time. All right. This is a Broncos team that has struggles offensively. They simply do. Okay. You're talking about the Chiefs team that can put up points. Okay. This is not a favorable matchup. Fine. But you're also talking a Chiefs team that has struggled offensively at points through this season. Sure. You're talking about a Chiefs defense that gets gashed by the run. Sure. Okay. Not okay. not mm, sure. When you've you, four games this season, they've they they've given up 144, so almost 150 yards on the ground. If you can get 150 yards on the ground on the ground every game, and you're controlling that damn clock, guess what? You have a really solid chance to win. The Broncos are also not slumps on defense either. They they are missing pieces. Yeah, I'll agree with you on but that. But they are yes. not slumps. I'll, I'll, uh, yes, I agree on that. They also, J- Drew Locke also gets his, I, I won't say his favorite target, because his favorite target is on season-ending IR. He's getting his second favorite target back this week. Someone who he thought he would have last week against Denver, or uh, against New England. They're getting Noah Fant back. He's mm-hmm. He is coming back this week. I'm not saying the Broncos are going to win this game. But what I am saying, especially playing in mile high. You're going to keep it within a touchdown is what you're I th- saying. I, yeah. I, I don't – at eight? No. I think it's a seven-point win. 
I think it's a seven point win for the chiefs. I, I, I also disagree with you about how much you think Le'Veon Bell is going to cut into Edwards Hilaire workload, six to eight touches. Yeah. I think you're wrong. I no, think you're wrong. I, I don't. So, okay. I have the chiefs winning by around 10 and I think Le'Veon Bell is going to have not a whole lot of touches and he's going to do what a lot of Chiefs players do where they get two or three touches and somehow find a way to make a big play. Uh, he's going to have a big play. He's going to have a big play touchdown. I'm going to call it right now. He's going to have a 35 yard receiving touchdown. Probably his six or seven touchdown of the game, uh, touch of the game. He is not going to be featured heavily. And because of that, he's not going to be focused on defensively. And he's going to sneak in just like McCauley Hardman does from time to time. Right. Right. This is what the chiefs do. You focus in on Travis Kelsey. You focus in on Tyreek Hill. You focus in on Edwards Alaire. And then someone else beats you. No. Le'Veon Bell's going to do that this week. He's this is his prime prime week. They are going to feature him to some extent. They're going to find that time to use him as a disguise or as, as a forgotten player on a play. And they're going to score with him. He's going to get a touchdown and he's not going to be used heavily. He's going to have low usage and a touchdown. I am that right now for Le'Veon Bell. I am not saying that the workload is going to be 50, 50, but what I am going to fucking very reasonably assume is that you're talking about a Chiefs team since Patrick Mahomes took over. It's not a run-centric team. No. They're not, okay? They haven't had a dominant running back since he took over. Outside of Kareem Hunt in his first year as a right, starter, yeah, but then like, he got like, fucking... You know, half, game, half, a, half a season, yeah. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Ever since then, they've been, they've been running with Damian Williams and uh, uh, Spencer Ware, Sharkandrick yeah. West, yeah. right? Guys yeah. that are forgotten about at this point. Yep. Clyde Edwards Hilaire has put up two good rushing stat lines through six games. I would not be, and and I would also not be surprised if Patrick Mahomes is not the fucking dude who's all, who's constantly in Andy Reid's ear going, I want to, I, I want to use, utilize this guy more. I want him. I want him. Le'Veon Bell, the shiny new toy coming in the guy that everyone's fucking fawning over because of his years in Pittsburgh, but ever since he sat out a year and then signed with the jets for less money, which made his hit made his holdout completely irrelevant. Mm-hmm. I, I, I see them moving away from the run game. Mm-hmm. I see, I, I completely see it. And Edward Solaire has had, has left a lot to be desired in the past game as, as their RB one, I could easily see, Le'Veon Bell cutting into to Edward Solaire workload that drops Edward Solaire out of the top 20 in a fantasy ranking standpoint. I do not think I'm wrong about that. So I disagree with Edward, Edward Solaire just dropping off. He's going to get touches. Yes. If you thought he was going to get a touchdown ever, he's not. Look, this guy has one touchdown in the season. He's gonna. He'll be lucky to finish the season with three. He's not gonna get looked at in in, in the red zone. But Le'Veon Bell, at this point in his career, is a passing back. 
We'll see. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That Edwards Hilaire isn't getting looked at in the red zone, at least for the last two games, is is actually incorrect. No, no, had, no, I'm not saying he had I'm saying for the rest of the season, if you oh, think sure, he's okay. gonna score more than three touchdowns, okay. you're okay. you're high. All right, he's all right, not all right. okay. Okay, but Le'Veon Bell is coming in as a pass catching back, and that's what he's going to do. He's gonna catch passes. I don't think he's gonna get a whole lot of volume, especially not in week one of, of, of his game. Well, his first week playing with the team. Look, you got the, the Chiefs at under, I got the Chiefs at over. I think it's gonna be a 10-point game. You think it's me within a touchdown? Yep. This is finally him we can disagree on, which thank God, because up until now, we've agreed on literally every single game and every single line. So let's oh, move on to the next one. Willikers. Thank you, Jeebus. <laughs> let's move on to the next line. And we're going to be talking about your team, yeah. the 49ers. I'm going to give you two full – no, how, how many minutes do you want uninterrupted? I'll, I'll let you choose. I, I don't need this type of time before pre-game it's post-game i need it uh, how much you want i'm, I'm good still give you some time i'm, I'm good I, I i would like to know what your pick on this 49ers at patriots game is because the patriots are favored by two unless that's changed yes they are and i have the patriots and i have them covering so tell me why i am right or why i'm wrong well, since you're not going to be listening anyways, because you got to go take a piss, you were wrong. I have the 49ers winning this game. Mostly, do here, here, the Patriots have turned the ball over seven times in the last two games. I get it. Cam only started one of those. And San Francisco only has six takeaways this season. San Francisco has allowed the most rushing yards to the quarterback position this year at 231 yards collectively through six weeks. There's only one focal point in this offense that the Niners really need to hone in on. And it's, and it's cam and it's certainly not cam with his arm because cam has not proven at least cam hasn't proven that he can get to get it done with his arm and his wide receivers haven't proven that they can catch and hang on to the fucking ball some news that came out today in regards to this game that don't necessarily help the 49ers case chikoski tart and jimmy ward are both out this week so you're both of your starting safeties are out Mostert's out, probably going to the IR again. Quan Alexander, who the fuck knows when he's coming back, along with Richard Sherman. He had a setback. D Ford, who the fuck knows? I have more faith in the linebacking core of the 49ers between Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw being able to hone in and focus in on the one one focal point of that fucking offense and it's cam okay so let's let's talk about that one focal oh point okay i'm good yeah 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 i'm gonna give you two minutes while i have to go fucking urinate because i'm a fucking 58 year old man and i have the prostate the size of a fucking grapefruit well no that's fine yeah no thank you no interrupt me mid midpoint all right thank you so fuck you <laughs> 
So the focal point is indeed Cam Newton, right? And what do they like to do a lot with Cam Newton? Run, pass, option. Right? RPO. I think you're about to make some points that I've already made to the to this audience that you would have heard if you weren't up taking a fucking wee-wee. So you talk about the fact that 49ers are ill-equipped to stop the RPO because their outside pass rushers are out. I didn't say ill-equipped. I said they've allowed the most rushing yards to the quarterback this year at 231. But right, forget, but, the, forget no. the no, forget that. It's the point is if you are playing the RPO, you're relying on your edge rushers to to be the key guys at stopping that offense. Those are the key guys on defense that stop because they make the initial read. Okay. And guess what? The Niners don't have. Well, they're, guess what? Cam, they're guess starting what Cam, pass rushers. Guess what? Cam Newton can't do really well in this what, offense, and what, what the what wide can receivers do? can't do. What can't he do? Uh, fucking make the passing game even semi-relevant. Well, guess what? He's gonna do. He's he is going to make the New England Patriots very relevant against the Niners. They're gonna oh shit my god! All over your team. Oh my god! Oh my god! All Dude, over. Put a number. Put a number down. I have the 49ers winning this game. And you, just like you who have heard me bitch and complain about my own fucking team enough, Uh or anyone who listens to my own fucking podcast for the faithful on the same platforms uh, that this podcast is on, you're more than welcome to hop over. I'm not self-promoting. It's a good podcast. I, I, you know, my problems with my fucking team. And you know, I'm much more of a realistic 49ers fan than 90% of them. Most weeks, yes. This week, no. Oh, you're an idiot. Okay, whatever. A, a team that just got their fucking shit kicked in by the... Okay, all right. Yeah, no, look. Yeah, they got their shit kicked in. They also had, like, the last two weeks of doing COVID practices. Oh, right? oh, 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 oh. So what was the fucking Titans excuse when they fucking beat the shit out of your bills? Huh? Huh? Exactly. Shut the fuck up. You're wrong. Titans are a way better wrong. Team You're wrong. Shut the fuck up. Nope. Nope. Shut I'm up. Not wrong. That look. Let's. This is. This will be. We we do a side side bet almost every week now, right? Let's make this our our number. Side bet Put a week. fucking number. I don't give a. F- okay. Go ahead. No. Go All ahead, right. bud. We'll do. We'll do one of my six packs at the. You know. You know what my six pack is at one yeah, of your twelve. Thirty. Packs. Your thirty dollars six packs. Go ahead. At one of your one of your. Apple cider 12 packs. Uh, Red's apple ale, but okay. Okay. So fair? Yeah, no, that's right. fine. <clears throat> fair. All right. And the bet simply is the 49ers are winning. Who's winning this game? That's the bet. Yeah. yeah. I don't give a fuck. The line's two points. Nobody's yeah. winning by a point or two points. Yep. So you got the Niners taking this one. Yeah. And I got the Patriots covering. This is very exciting. We we are finally having some discourse. You're an Let's idiot. On. You know that? You know, you're a fucking idiot. I bring up the bring up the well, you know, they've been dealing with the COVID thing for the last two weeks. Wow, really? No, that's cool. Cause you know, the team that fucking went through the same fucking process before the Patriots beat the fuck out of your team. So that's fine. Moving on. <laughs> fucking cunt. <laughs> Moving on indeed. Jags and and the Chargers. 
the Chargers are seven and a half point favorites. What you got? What you I got? Guess, I got the Chargers covering. I got the Chargers under. What the fuck is wrong with you? Look, it's look, it's not. It's not that I don't have enough faith in the Chargers for them to win. I do. I just the Chargers are have one win on the season. Okay, the Chargers are a better team than the fucking Lions. I agree. agree. Or Gris agree. No, so, okay. Wait, wait, so, you say Lions? Yeah. No, I disagree. Oh, okay, I good. Disagree, so yeah. not only are you high, you're a fucking I idiot. I you are talking about the Jaguars. Yeah, no. they're a better team than the Jags. I agree with that. No, the Chargers are a better team than the Lions, too, on both sides of the ball. Yeah, they are. There's not much fucking argument to make. Herbert. Only needs 285 passing yards to have the fifth most passing yards in a player's first five career games. Okay. Considering the fact that his first career start came and was announced five minutes before kickoff against the reigning Super Bowl champions mm-hmm. and took that team to overtime. Yeah. I would say it's more than light. It's more than fair to assume that this team is going to fucking put double digits up on the fucking Jaguars, just like the Lions did a week ago, okay? Mm -hmm. Jacksonville is on the verge of tying an NFL record by allowing six straight opponents to score 30-plus in a game. They've done five so far. Five straight games with allowing 30-plus points. And guess what? Chargers have scored 58 over the last two. They're going, they're absolutely putting up over 30 on this team. They're going to win. They're going to cover the fact that you have this fucking now. This is the week you're buying into the Jaguars, not even no, to win, I'm but not, just to cover. You're an idiot. Jaguars. I just can't, I just can't buy that much into the Chargers. I think the Chargers are going to win. I do. I think they're winning by a touchdown. The line's at seven and a half points. So I want you to explain to me why you think. The Lions are better than the Chargers. Don't say rush defense because the Chargers are the fourth worst. But okay, or I'm sorry, the Lions are fourth worst. But go ahead. Well, for one, they have two wins on the season. Oh, okay. And they've played against better teams. Uh, they have a oh. harder strength of schedule. The Chargers have do have a tough. Strength of schedule, all things considered, but the Lions have the toughest in the league going into this week. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're saying they have the fucking toughest matchup going into this week? No, no, strength of schedule, not matchup. Incorrect, sir. The 49ers have the toughest strength of schedule. Of course, it's about the Niners. Of course, it's right. not about the Niners. It's about oh, fucking facts, you yeah. fucking All idiot. Right. The point is, the Lions have played some tough teams. They've come ahead in two of them. They've played close in a lot of them. The Chargers have also played very close in a lot of them. The Chargers are not a terrible team. I am high on the Chargers. I really am. Apparently not. I see them winning this game by a touchdown. The line is a touchdown plus a half of a point. So. Where does that leave me? That leaves me on the under. Simple as that. Okay. So you want to talk about how the Lions have faced superior opponents. Right. The Bears, week one, which they lost. They're a five and one team. Yep. 
Okay, don't don't start don't 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 trash don't trash the Bears as the shakiest five and one fucking team in the league in the last yeah, episode yeah. and then go they're well, a very no, shaky well, five and one well, team, well, but well, they're no, still they're, five and one. They're five and one yes, now. They're of the five and one. How many five and one teams are there? When at point when, when how many when five it, and one teams are there? I don't fucking know. But guess exactly. what? But there are not that many. They're the shakiest of that of that small group. When it agrees to the point I'm making, the Bears are a five and one team. They are a five and one team. Packers. That's an Packers. fact. Hold on. Shut up. Shut up. The Packers got their shit pushed in. This also was probably, five and one. This was also their most impressive win. A three point win against the Cardinals. Got they lost to the Saints and then blew out the Jaguars. All right, cool. Okay. So I'll give you I'll give you week one, even though uh fucking uh, uh, what's Justin Herbert wasn't starting quarterback, uh, a three point win over the Bengals. Cool, yeah, that was Tyrod Taylor, that wasn't Justin Herbert, so I, I'm not even gonna entertain that. Took the Chiefs to overtime, mm-hmm. lost by three. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, was, okay, okay. Was, now, this was and this was this was this was Justin Herbert's significant, it was his one blunder through the season, mm-hmm. the loss to the Panthers. That was his one blunder, okay, three, three team, yep, yep, okay, uh, uh. Lost by seven to the Bucks, correct, and then lost by three to the Saints yep. in overtime, mind you. Which that's he was fair. the one who actually willed them to overtime. Absolutely. So, do we want to we want to revisit where? It sounds like they're very similar teams. I still take, I still take the Lions. Oh my god! They it's, twice. Be- it's because you have Kenny Galladay's dick so far down your fucking throat. You're just like, oh, he's he's the best. I, I love him. Ah, the gag reflex of a vacuum cleaner. He's my guy. Bah. Huh. Well, okay. So Kenny Gagaday. You are the, you are the fucking worst. All right. Uh, apparently I am, but I still have the Chargers uh, taking the under because I have them winning by seven and the lines at seven and a half. And Whatever. It's pretty simple. I, I'm, I will gladly take the A in this game because you're being a fucking idiot. Seahawks. On to the next. Seahawks Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what most people won't understand. Is that like, like we can talk to each other like this, but yeah, we're still friends. Like this is this is us like at our friendliest. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> do you do you understand? Like, when, the reason we started this podcast is because we would talk about football like this at work, mm-hmm. and. People, people that we worked with were like, you should do a podcast because right. <laughs> I would listen to the fuck out of this. And it's not when we agree. It's when we disagree that they get into You're it. absolutely right. Because the first half of this fucking, the first half of this podcast was clean as a whistle. Right. I'm right. telling you, you've got Kenny Galladay's dick down your throat and fuck it. Yeah. It's I so am, far I'm, down I'm, there. It's out my ass. Like that's what happens. We call, I, I like to call him Kenny Gagaday because I yeah. gag on it. So yeah. let's gag it. It's, it's Kenny Gagadaddy because yeah. you fucking well, love that. Yeah, Kenny, Kenny Gagaday is amazing. I, Phenomenal for receiver. Let's move on. Seahawks, Cardinals. Seahawks are favored by three and a half points. Yep. So hmm. I have them covering. I also have them covering as well. It was look, I actually I hesitated here for about three and a half seconds. And then I'm like, you know what? Russell Wilson and the rest of that offense have done too good 
have done too much, and the Cardinals have disappointed too many times for me to not have faith in the Seahawks in this one. Yeah. And that's all it came down to. Russell Wilson, 19, pa- 19 passing touchdowns through five games this year. Uh, they obviously – they already had their bye. Uh, second most in NFL history through five games. Right. <clears throat> the more – honestly, this is the more interesting stat line through this one. Kyler Murray has five games this year through six with a passing and rushing touchdown most by any player through six games in NFL history. Yeah. That's impressive. He is balling. Uh, on Okay. He is balling in certain aspects. Like, yeah, when he takes off for an 80-yard touchdown run, sure. he's not going to tackle himself like Jason Daniels will. <laughs> I mean, Daniel Jones? Is that, did I say Chase Daniels? You said, you said Chase McDaniels. You're wow. not even kind of in the same conversation. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, so much. Daniel Jones. Correct. This is who I was thinking of. And – I'm, I'm sorry. I was just so I was so fixated on, on the fact that he tackled himself. Who is, Ch- away. Who is Chase McDaniels? Why did that name pop into your head? I don't. I am so fucking lost. That's all right. You can be lost. The point is. Oh yeah, Daniel oh, Jones. Yeah. Turn it back around. Yeah. The no, point fine, is Daniel Jones tackled himself within ten yards, just like I just tackled myself here. Trying to try, try to talk about it, but yeah, no. Kyler Murray has been very good at in spots, right? He has not been great throughout the entire game for at least about half the games this season, yeah. which is an improvement on last year because last year he never really put it together for a full game for very many games at all. This year, it's been about half the games he's had a complete game. About half the games he has not, even though he has still performed well from you know a certain statistical fantasy viewpoint. Right. I, I look at Kyler Murray as almost like the next Russell Wilson. He just doesn't have – he doesn't have the knowledge. He doesn't have that fucking sure. – Kyler Russell Wilson is Kyler Murray minus the mistakes and the mistakes are what's going to kill the Cardinals in this game. Um, If you're looking for a fantasy line in this one, Metcalf Lockett, this would be the game to start both of them. If you have either one Uh, each of their first three weeks in the first, each of the, each, each, each of the first three weeks through this season, they were both top 20 wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I think I bought into that a little bit. I, I started ranking them in the top twenty, both of them like it's like top right. fifteen, like week four, and then Lockett started to drop off. This would be the week that I they're both top twenty. Start them if you got them. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I agree on that. I think Seahawks take this one. I do think it'll be a good game, but. I think it'll be closer to a touchdown score than a three-point score. I got the Seahawks uh, in control in a closer, but still in control of the game, yeah. and ultimately pulling off. I'm I'm saying 31-24 is kind of the the scoreline yeah. I'm looking at somewhere I, in that I, ballpark. I I, have, I agree with that. I, that. That's very fair. Yeah. So that right there is the last game of our current segment. And next up, it's time for us to really disagree because we got the upset picks of the week 
coming up next. So stay tuned. Upset picks are next. So by now in the podcast, if we have not talked about your team, that means that you know we are either going to shit on your team or we're going to love on your team because they are the upset games of the week. We're going to start with my team and my pick for the upset of the week, and that is the Texans beating the Packers this week. Now, this was a tough one. There were, there were a lot of games I felt like I, I could have picked this week, but this was the one that stood out to me because the Packers just got humiliated, right, by the Buccaneers. And I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that they're just going to, like, pull it together and be like, oh, yeah, we're going to be, we're going to, like, get it going this week. No. The Texans have been steadily rising as a team. They lost a lot of games. First five games, they've lost. But they weren't out of them. They were competitive in most of those games. And that includes against some very good teams. The Texans finally got a win. They finally pieced together what they got to do to continue winning. They lost last week in a very competitive game that went into overtime against one of the best teams in the league. I, I, I'm I, sorry. I can't go against the Texans this week. Call it a hunch. Call it what you want. I got the Texans pulling out the stunner and beating the Packers. Okay. The only... <laughs> Uh, okay, so te- they went 0-4, not 0-5. Correct. Yeah, so sorry. Yeah, you're right. 0-4, went, won a game, lost a game. They beat the Jags, and then they lost to the Titans in overtime. Right, right. right. But you said they played four good teams. No, I didn't say they played some good teams. I did not say four good teams. They played the Chiefs. Yes. You, no, you said they lost two good teams. Yes, I did. So you Chiefs are a good team. They lost oh, okay, no, no, you're right. Uh, the Ravens, good, good team. team, good yep. team. Yep. The Steelers, good team. Sure. Vikings, great team. Oh, you're okay. See, you're just being. <laughs> see, you're, yeah, you're just being a fuck. No. Um. Here's the biggest thing that the Texans have in their favor right now going up against the Packers is that. Aaron Jones is a game time decision and is trending to be out. Mm-hmm. Aaron Jones, five consecutive games for the Packers has had at least one touchdown. Um, but that being said, Houston hasn't played great against, I'm not even going to say the running game. I'm saying the running back position. Jamal Williams is more than capable of filling in that role. AJ Dillon had a nice stat line. In the, playing in that second half of the blowout against the Bucks, yes. um, and that Houston defense, mind you, got gashed by the best running back in football, in my opinion, a week ago for the tune of over 200 yards. But I, even if Aaron Jones sits, they have people behind him that can get the job done. Um, flip it over to the offensive side of the ball. Like we've stated many times, how do you, how, how do you set up the pass game? 
with a good run right. game. Yep. And 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 here's this fucking dude that we end up keep talking. We keep talking about him every fucking week. David Johnson. I think you're the one that brings him up every every week. But it's to prove a point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. David Johnson threw <laughs> through six games this year has 350 rushing yards and three touchdowns this season. Mm-hmm. More than he had all of last year, mind you. Sure. Yeah. But hasn't had a 100 yard rushing day in 25 games. Correct. He is not. He is not. He's not going to be the guy that gets you done, gets it done for you on the ground. But here, my friend, is the more interesting stat about when you're talking about Green Bay got their asses blown out. Yes. Green Green Bay has covered, has covered five consecutive times after a loss. I don't I, I see it being a touchdown victory for the Packers and Rogers is gonna he's being snippy he's being a little cunty to the fucking mm-hmm. media after they got blown out by a much better overall team which is exactly what he did last year Green Bay is going to win this game they're going to win they're going to cover it's not going to be super close disagree I disagree. I, I think I mean, obviously Packers because have, you picked them to win. Yeah, obviously. That look, the Packers lost by they had one of those games where they lost by so much that they are starting to question th- certain things, right? Like they were like, "Wow, we got we didn't just lose. We got our asses whooped." They lost so bad that Aaron Rodgers came out and said, "We needed to lose this game. We needed a loss like that." No, when you say that you needed a loss like that, you are obviously compensating for something. He said the same thing last year. When they got their fucking dicks kicked in by the 49ers on Sunday night football. And I'm not talking in the playoffs. I'm talking like the week eight or week nine matchup, whatever it was. Yeah. Well, they did need that loss to remind them that they were going to lose again. Well, I, it, they needed that loss to remind them that they can beat up on fucking teams, inferior teams like Houston. Look, this game is not at Lambeau Field. This game is in Houston. The Texans, the same are fucking, not the, an easy the same they building, are a very underrated losing team. The same building, mind you, that they lost to the Vikings. But okay, go ahead. Yeah, no, sure. Look, the you Texans think the Vikings? Got, you think the Vikings are better than the Packers? No, I no. don't. By, I don't. by a long I don't. shot, I don't. No. Look, I don't. But I, it, it, it's not just about which team is the better team. It's always about when are you catching them right? What are they doing? What's their rhythm, right? There's so many dynamics of football. There's so much more than just simply who was the better team, because if it was just who was the better team, then the same teams would win every week. All right. But it's not that way. It's any given Sunday in this league. And that's because there are so many other factors that play into it. And I believe this is one of those games where those factors will happen, right? You told me I was higher than Duck Pussy last week for taking the Falcons. Well, guess what? They didn't just win. They dominated. That was an 0-5 team. Yes. Going against who? Minnesota? Correct. At least Minnesota had a win up to that point. 
dude, this is this is not a close pick because you look at the counter argument of, well, Green Bay got their fucking asses whooped. Okay, well, how about the Texans who weren't even outside of the betting world, weren't even kind of fucking favored, and they took it to overtime, and then Derrick Henry lined up at quarterback and ended that fucking game. You don't think that an emotionally depleting loss like that in a game that you're not really supposed to be contending in can take a toll on you? It can. On the other side, it can. It can. But, but on the other side, all right, if you're a team that has no business no business taking another team that's way better than you into overtime and you do yeah well guess what that's got to build you at least some confidence in the fact that hey what we're doing now is working all right since they have since they have changed their their coaching right since they have fired their coach and gone a different direction one they're a better team one week? Are you shitting me? And they yeah. beat the Jaguars? Yeah. Yeah. They beat, you're, you're, they didn't you're just really, beat the making... Jaguars. Stop. They didn't just beat the Jaguars. They took the Titans to overtime. Stop it. They oh, excuse me. beat Two the Jaguars okay. and took the Titans to overtime. You're, okay, but the Titans. All right. The, the Titans, which we already. Back. No, the Titans that we already pointed out this week do not have an even a close to good defense. I'm not super surprised at the way that panned out. I'm not because You're not super Sean- surprised at, because it's weird because you thought it wouldn't even come close to being the line that it was last week. And all of a sudden you're not surprised to play it out the way it was. No, when, sorry, I'm, I was you're su- wrong. Nope. You're wrong. Nope. Stop. You're wrong. Okay. The hey, Titans Trump. Hey, Trump. Shut your fucking mouth. No for business. A second. No business. They have no defense. They have no defense. They have no fucking defense. Deshaun Watson is an elite level quarterback absolutely Bill fuller is a solid number one who played who showed out in that game against tennessee okay they have they have no i don't give a fuck i don't give a fuck about 350 yards and three touchdowns they have no fucking running game none it's not david johnson duke johnson fuck you johnson nobody it's sean watson nobody okay yeah all right well well here's what's happening all right the Texans have been a better team since they got a new head coach. Oh my God! Eat a fucking Period. dick! Period. Eat a fucking dick! Like they went out and fired somebody, and they were Period. just like, "Well, yep. well, yep. no, they no, yeah. they yep. gave." Yeah, they did. Yeah. They, they okay. They so, they, they right. beat up. No, no, no. Shut you shut up. Fuck nope. up. Right. Shut the fuck up. For all they you beat, people listening, beat for all you the people listening, Picture this. All right. You have a boss who sucks dick. All right. He is a horrible boss. I don't even want he to is bringing everyone down. And all of a sudden, he gets fired. What happens to everyone else's performance in the workplace? It gets better. Well, guess what? The Texans are living that version of it yeah, in yeah, the NFL. Yeah. And, and then guess what? Guess what? You get a good double-digit win against a bad team. And then you go on the road to play a team that is undefeated you mm-hmm. take them to overtime yes, and go well, oh no yeah no we we got this but no you fucking didn't that's depleting like that's like that's like oh. being pushed off a building right and you're free falling towards the ground and then superman comes and picks you up and then takes you up and drops you from fucking higher it's fucking <laughs> dude the packers are going to cover and win by seven points i don't give a fucking shit what you have to say <laughs> about this oh well ever since romeo Cornell, the guy who you know is probably 
probably lost in his fucking Alzheimer's thoughts because he's the oldest oh. fucking coach in NFL fucking history. Get fucking lost on this shit, dude. Texans are winning this one. No, they're fucking not. They're winning this one. And I'm excited. I am excited to see the plate of crow that you eat next week. All right, let's move on to the next game. Bears and Rams. I don't want to do anymore. I don't. I don't even want to do mine anymore. This isn't fun. You said the Bears. You think the Bears are going to win this one? Yeah, I do. Yeah, all right. Give me a reason. The the Rams are six-point favorites. Yeah, I'm well aware. Thank you. Well, I'm telling our listeners. Who gives a shit? You've been telling our listeners in this second half a whole lot of bullshit is what you've been doing. You've been favoring the wrong teams. That, that, that happened last week. Someone here has predicted correctly a upset pick. Someone here has not. Oh, well, someone has the higher GPA picking games. So eat my fucking balls, fuckface. Uh, someone has the higher GPA, like, period. So let's move on to the Bears. Dude, I have a headache. Rams. I, have a, I have a fucking headache. I, you see what you see what this fucking our our friendship does to me. It's toxic. I agree. My child is sleeping right down the hall. I'm so sure. Oh, so she ain't awake. Oh, you ain't screaming at the top of your lungs though. And I have both of my ears covered, so I'm sure I'm at least twice as loud. You're, as I think yeah, you've been you've been quite passionate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And my wife's gonna. Yeah. Oh my god, what were you yelling about? Yeah, shut up. Um. Okay. <clears throat> on paper, this doesn't look like a super even matchup. Well, it, I'm sorry. On paper, it is actually a super even matchup. I said that back. I agree with that. To the, na- that. to the naked eye, yeah. it doesn't look, even though the Bears are 5-1 and one, the Rams are 4-2, mm-hmm. it, it, this is a game that a lot of people, and I'm not surprised by the line favoring Rams by six. The Rams average 19 points per game allowed. Right behind them, the Bears at 19.3. Mm-hmm. The Rams, however, average four more points scored a game than the Bears do. I picked last week as the week for Nick Foles and this offense to figure it out. And I was wrong because Nick Foles didn't look great in that game, even though they won. Right. The Rams just lost to a bad 49ers team. I, I I'm, I'm, I'm not super convinced. Like Cam Akers has been healthy for the last two weeks. And that's the guy that they're expecting to be their bell cow. Down the road, yeah. I don't think no one has said they were expected to be the bell cow this year. Sure. The first half of this year. But why would? Yes, at some point they are expecting him to be the guy. Sure. Yeah. But why? But why wouldn't you be giving him some touches to get him a little bit of feel? Like he got some touches. They got. As Daryl Henderson's been the guy. Sure. I mean, Daryl Henderson played for like six games or five games while he was out completely and uh, did a decent job. You're not just going to take that away from him. He he did a decent job. You are right. But given the Rams, how the Rams have struggled, even in wins against Mm -hmm. inferior teams, 
I like, and, and the Bears have done it as well. When you're looking at it and you're sizing it up on paper and you look at how how real how even these teams really are. I took this, I took I looked at that line. I said, I, I'm thinking six points is a little too fucking a little too much of a favor for the Rams in this one. So I agree I with go, that. I will go ahead and I would hedge my bets and I'm gonna say the Bears win this game. Wow. Even killed, no yelling. Super cool. Uh, unless you want to flip the fuck out, like you're more uh, than welcome to. It's not really my. It's not really my style. It's not your motif operandi, yeah, my friend. Not quite. No? Okay. I do think the Rams. Look, I do think the Rams are are going to win this one, but I don't think they're going to cover. I, I have the Rams at under. I think six points is very generous for a team that has a lot of flaws. I think yeah. the Bears also have a lot of flaws, yeah. but I I do have more faith in the Rams' offense and defense collectively than the Bears offense and defense collectively. I think the Rams are a bit more of a complete team here. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if the Bears won. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. I, I think the Rams are the favorite team, and so therefore I have to go that through. I, I, I just don't see a scenario where it makes sense to put the Rams ahead of the Bears. Uh, excuse me, the Bears ahead of the Rams. Um, but I also don't. I also don't see a scenario where we're favoring the Rams by six points makes a whole lot of sense. That that right. that to me is insane. And, and when you're looking at That's an insane line, when you're looking at this week's line where only one game is favored by double digits, most games were were most lines are pretty close. Like yeah. I would have loved to pick have the 49ers over the Patriots as my upset, but it's only a two point line. Yeah, that's not that's not an upset. There's only three games this week that's favored by more than one touchdown. Sure. Yeah. And and, and the, the only other game, like I considered the Bucks and the Raiders until I learned about the Raiders on the line, and that's game's not even going to be close. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I like I was telling you earlier, I, I considered when yesterday, as we covered earlier, when yesterday the Steelers were favored by two and a half, I had them as my upset pick. Right. Um, but e- even before I even found out that the line had shifted in favor of the Titans. I'd already switched my pick to the bears over the Rams. Um, and there was almost a small, a small part of me that wanted to pick the Bengals or the Browns just cause I hate the Browns and I love <laughs> to watch them suffer. Um, but no, I, I, this is out of all the upset picks I have made. And last week being my biggest swing for the fence. And I wrapped that. I swung so hard. I wrapped that bat around and I fucking slammed that motherfucker against my shoulders. I didn't even come close to getting that shit right. This is probably the upset pick I have. This is the best I feel about an upset pick so far. Well, I've written it down, so we'll see how it plays out. That concludes the very last game that we've discussed for the week. Tyler, any last words? Yeah, I'm going to go take some Advil and go to bed because my <laughs> fucking head hurts. <laughs> I, I, some some part of me, some part of me, <clears throat> out of the people that we know listen to this shit, like that you and I both, like we personally know listeners, I right. feel like that was the shit that they were wanting. Yeah, out of they this. were. And it, and it took this long for you to be that stupid. Wow. 
it took this long for you for you to be that angry. You know, I people don't listen for our commentary. They listen for that moment when you're about to have a stroke. <laughs> hey man, I, I can I I can just feel the hours of my lifespan flying away when I'm talking about football with you. Like I, most most points you and I agree about, and then there's those couple of just where you just fly off the fucking handlebars. <laughs> Like you're, you're right. You, I'm the, I am the one flying off the handle. You are. You I, you're, my, you're my brother, but God damn it. You're a <laughs> fucking idiot. Uh, what can I say? I don't have any hair. So what can I say? It's, you know, I got, you got to cling on to something. Look, uh, I'm sports from commentary fans. Follow us on Twitter. Download our podcast on every platform you can think of. Uh, we're going to, we're committed to bringing you guys the, the best po- uh, possible quality podcast we can think of. All right. Possible. <laughs> so follow us. Let us know what you think. All right. And give us suggestions. Give us feedback. Let us know what we're doing good, what we're not doing good, because we want to make this better for you. But that concludes week seven preview of all the games. Tomorrow we're going to be hitting you guys with our fantasy picks for the week. So stick around for that. And as you know, Sunday is football day, so all is good in the world. Everyone, have a good night from D.C. I don't get I don't get a closing statement. From D.C., uh, you do. From D.C., I'm saying goodbye. Tyler, last words. Okay, that's cool. I, I just, yeah, I just wanted to make sure I was able to say goodbye to the folks and, you know, you were just going to. Can you just whatever. tell them to fuck off already? No, I, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you to fuck off, you bald fucking idiot. Follow uh, us on Twitter, unsports, unsports com, comment, yes? Unsport comment. Unsport comment, because, you know, that's half of our fucking podcast name. Yeah, well, Follow- the Twitter handle was too long for the full thing. Shut up. Fuck me, dude. You're going to put me in an early grave. You, my fucking toddler. I, dude, it's over for me. I'm 29, but fuck me if I don't look like I'm 40. Uh, Follow me on Twitter. Uh, I do know how to use that, regardless of how old I look. T Klein, 49ers. T Klein, spelled T K. L-E-I-N, 49ers. And I am looking forward to giving you guys some fantasy help next week. Or, oh, fuck. I, I'm sorry. Tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll be recording our fantasy podcast. And as for you, sir, you can kindly and respectfully go fuck yourself. Kindly and respectfully, I will. Have a good night, everyone. Bye-bye.